number of years ago, I made my annual retreat with the Passionists at St. Anne's Monastery and Shrine in Scranton. One of the Passionists suggested that I attend a service one afternoon in the Shrine Basilica. The speaker was a woman by the name of Vera Calandra. She related the story of how her daughter, Vera Marie Calandra, of Holy Savior's Parish in Norristown, Pennsylvania, was born with severe congenital defects in her kidneys, kidneys and in her bladder. The family physician was C. Everett Coop, a name some of you may recognize since he later became Surgeon General of the United States. He held out no hope for the girl. So Vera took her daughter and her other children to San Giovanni Rotondo, Italy, in the hopes of meeting Padre Pio. Father's secretary said he was too busy, but if you stand in this hallway, Father will pass by when he goes to Mass, and you'll have a chance to speak with him. And she did. Pio touched the little girl, and when they returned to America, the doctor found that Vera Marie was growing a new bladder. She's still alive today. Pio was credited by the Vatican with this miraculous cure in 1968 for this little girl from Norristown, Pennsylvania. On February 20th, 1971, barely three years after Pio died, Pope Paul VI was speaking to the superiors of the Capuchin Friars, and he said of Pio, Look what fame he had, what a worldwide following gathered around him. But why? Because he was a philosopher? Because he was wise? Because he had resources at his disposal? No, because he said Mass humbly, heard confessions from dawn to dusk, and was, it is not easy to say, one who bore the wounds of our Lord. He was a man of prayer and suffering. Even during his lifetime, Pio enjoyed a vast reputation for sanctity because of his virtues, his spirit of prayer, his sacrifice, his total dedication to the salvation of souls. His ministry was effective. We've all heard the stories how he would even tell penitents their sins before they had the opportunity to confess. His desire and his ambition were simple. He said, I only want to be a poor friar who prays. A poor friar who prays. Pio was a man on a mission like the apostles whom Jesus had sent out. Take nothing for the journey. Padre Pio lived simply. And by his ministry in the confessional, he powerfully proclaimed the mercy and the kingdom of God. But Jesus also cautioned his apostles, his disciples, that there will be some who will not welcome them. 
Pope Pius XI, along with the Vatican, became extremely doubtful about his namesake. The Vatican imposed severe bans on Padre Pio, including forbidding him to say Mass in public, to bless people, to answer letters written to him, to publicly show his stigmata, and to communicate with his own spiritual director, Padre Benedetto. In 1933, Pope Pius XI ordered the Holy See to reverse its ban on Padre Pio's faculties to celebrate public Mass. The Holy Father said, I have not been badly disposed toward Padre Pio, but I have been badly informed. Padre Pio was then granted permission to hear confessions again, and when Pope Pius XII assumed the papacy in 1939, he actively encouraged the public to visit Padre Pio. Following this, the example of this humble Capuchin, Padre Pio, poor friars who pray, we are called to respond to those whom we serve, not only by our gentle words, but by the example of our lives and the witness of our virtues, our spirit of prayer, and sacrifice, and total dedication to the salvation of souls, especially those of us who have the ministry of confessor. Then, like Christ, and Padre Pio, the word of God will indeed be a lamp for our feet. Here, oh,